Did you know that you can help us produce new seasons of our podcasts and audio series? At Studio Chenta, we just launched a new series of audiobooks based on our podcasts, and they're currently for sale. There are many titles available from romantic comedy to horror, true crime, communication and linguistics, food and lifestyle, migration stories, and much, much more. Available in Spanish, English, Italian, and French. Check out our full catalog at ochentestudio.com slash audiobooks. And find the titles on apps like Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobook app. Thank you so much for supporting our work. When we talk about travel, we talk about the beautiful places we went to, the people we met, and the things we bought as souvenirs. But we never really stop to think about what happens behind the scenes. But that's about to change. Because travel is about seeing the world differently, and this podcast is going to show you how. Hi, I'm Kiona, and this is the How Not to Travel podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the problems of posting your travels on social media and doing it for the gram. Send every last one of those people to a forced labor camp in North Korea. Waste of oxygen. Shame them. I hope you die. Now, what could possibly warrant such words from people? You'd never guess. These are all comments under a single social media picture. A picture of a woman sitting in a field. You can't see her feet because surrounding her on all sides are the most gorgeous shade of orange poppies coating the fields for miles. A smile on her face, the sun beating down and glinting off her free-flowing hair, disguised the perfect shade of blue. She seems super happy. And yet, these are the comments under it. That's right. Over a flower field. But it's not just any flower field. It's the super bloom. A poppy field that covers an area of hills in California for a few weeks in the spring. There's 603 more comments like that under that photo. 603 people wishing her dead for trampling the poppies and rallying for her to remove the geotag so that others can't find the place. Just in case you don't know what geotagging means, it means posting the exact location on social media so that others can find the spot you took the picture in. The geotag feature brought crowds of people to the Superbloom to take pictures like this one. There were so many people lying in the flowers that many of the poppies died. This picture and many like it led to an entire axis shutdown. At the end of this, people said social media was to blame for people finding the poppies. Cyberbullies and environmental extremists descended on every single person taking pictures in the poppy field. They were sick of people doing it for the gram. But is social media entirely to blame? Let's find out. Let's start with what the super bloom actually is. Basically, a super bloom, it refers to wildflowers when the seeds have been dormant for a long time and following a, a really wet, rainy season. These seeds that have been dormant for a long time basically come to life. That's Rebecca Macaro, a member of the Pachanga Band of the Luceno Indians, who invited me to visit the Superbloom while staying in her home after I posted about it on social media. The posts brought us together and led to a learning moment. In fact, Rebecca taught me a lot about the poppies and how her community was being affected by the Superbloom Instagram phenomena. You see, 
Rebecca's culture has a significant connection to poppies, chia, and other blooms in the area. In our culture, we used poppies and chia seeds and what we call Indian potatoes. We use those all um, as food sources mainly. Poppies also have a medicinal source as well. These poppies in particular are different from the ones that grow in other places in the world. They do still have calming properties, relaxing properties, and we can use the seeds in the same way. Before our exchange on social, I had no idea that those flowers were part of ancestral culture. To be honest, I didn't even know what the indigenous people of Lake Elsinore were called. And that was the case for many social media crazed travelers coming to the area. They had no idea that those flowers had a backstory. I think people were attracted to the sight of the flowers and to the social media, you know, viral photos being posted. And I get that. I mean, they're beautiful to look at, but I think there's a, a disconnect between, you know, like seeing the flowers as a visual, but then also lacking that respect for it as a medicine and as a food. I mean, people just don't know these things anymore. I think the territory where the superbloom happened isn't widely acknowledged as native land anymore. It hasn't been for a long time. It was in Lake Elsinore, which is our ancestral territory that we share with the Hachiman people. We share it with the Kuya people. Um, but we have a word for Lake Elsinore, which is um, Payachichi. And it's really significant to us because that lake is in our creation story. Shortly after, I blasted out her message to my 30,000 followers at the time so that they too could learn something. So in the end, social media connected kindred spirits like Rebecca and I and led to constructive conversations on how we treat the environment and native land. And the more people know about how our behavior affects the earth, the more likely they are to take care of it. And that wasn't the only good thing to come out of all of this. Remember that travel privilege thing we talked about in episode one? While a lot of people with less accessibility to travel experience the world through images on social media. For a lot of social media users, it's how they see the world if they can't go there themselves. As we scroll through posts on Instagram, we see those moments at the beach, on a rooftop, in a jungle, and live vicariously through other people's experiences. Those posts of beautiful locations inspire, and for some, encourage them to dream of being able to go there one day. A girl can dream, right? In fact, I was scrolling through the gram and found out about the Superbloom because I saw pictures of it. You see, I don't live in California, not even close. I would have never known about this natural phenomenon if it wasn't for social media. And I would be lying if it didn't spark absolute joy for me to see those pictures. Like many others, I knew where the Superbloom took place because of the geotag. And the only reason I added it to my list of things I could potentially see one day was because social media gave me access to it. How beautiful is that? And that goes for many, many places that I've traveled to. Social media grants people access to things they never had access to before. And this is especially important to underprivileged and marginalized groups who have historically not had access to these places. One last thing. Those reactionary posts to the super bloom expose the problem with doing it for the gram. People do crazy things to get a good picture, and a lot of the time it's with a careless disrespect for local customs and traditions. 
Travelers breaking rules to get a good picture for Instagram is so common that there are entire travel-related social media accounts dedicated to exposing inappropriate behaviors of people doing it for the gram. People doing things like walking on the roofs of Santorini and taking pictures despite the signs that say, do not walk on the roof. Or people climbing over fences to get a picture with a giant tree that is in a protected space. Or going on elephant tours in Thailand despite the numerous articles out there saying that these tours are torturous for elephants. All of these behaviors have been exposed on social media, spreading education as to why they're bad. And that's what's so great about it. Social media makes education accessible and shareable at great speeds. I can post about a cultural nuance I learned in my travels, like the significance of the superbloom in Rebecca's tribe, and share it with thousands of people who will take that fact with them and share it with others throughout the day. That's incredibly powerful and shows that doing it for the gram can actually be a good thing. The Superbloom case is an example of the good and bad of social media in the travel space. Though the geotag and photos expose the space to hundreds of thousands of people that may never have heard of it otherwise, those same people brought damage to the environment. But reducing the Superbloom problem to an Instagram geotech feature is not only lazy, but unfair to the realities of the world. People have been destroying the land since the first Viking hopped in a boat, went to a new place, and littered on the ground. Bad human behavior has been around since the beginning of time. Social media exposes those inappropriate behaviors while giving people access to the world from their living rooms. And even though there may be instances where geotagging would not be appropriate and some things don't always need to be shared, remember that social media is a powerful tool for education and that the earth is for everyone. So for the love of travel, do it for the gram, but do it right. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted and researched by me, Dr. Kiona. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez, and the music was done by Gabriel Dalmaso. Art was done by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at How Not to Travel Pod and at How Not to Travel Like a Basic Bitch. And for more shows from the rest of the team at Studio Ochenta, check out ochentastudio.com. Thank you for staying on past the credits. Welcome to Dr. Kiki's shoutout section. This is the part where we reward you with some dope educators that I've learned from along the way. A huge shout out to Lydia Jennings, a Huichol and Yaki PhD candidate in soil and microbiology. She discusses the environment and soil quality through the lens of the ancestral practices and knowledge of indigenous peoples of the region. Another shout out to Katie Boe, who is an outdoor advocate for public lands and sustainability. She consults politicians and organizations on their outdoor policies. My favorite post of hers was on pooping in the outdoors and how to pack out your poop while camping. And that's a wrap. See you right back here in two weeks. <laughs>